Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moments sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Lockdown listeners will get $50 off of any purchase of $500 or more. Just visit BlueNile.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN at checkout. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings. That's BlueNile.com. Now let's get ready. For a Locked On MLB, Locked On Twins crossover. Start it up. You are Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB, Locked On Twins crossover that we're recording for the 27th day of June, 2022. I am the host of Locked On MLB. My name is Paul Francis Sullivan. If you can read right there in the lower thirds, if you're watching us on the YouTubes, you can please call me Sully. Today, we are going to be bringing in Nash Walker from Locked On Twins. And we are going to be discussing the fact that the Minnesota Twins are putting a little bit of distance between themselves and the Cleveland Guardians, even though they're tied in the loss column. It's really weird. And the Twins have really embraced this challenge of a real, true pennant race, which might be the only one we're going to experience this year if the expanded wild card has told us anything. Hey, this show is available wherever you get your podcast. Thanks so much for making us your first listen. And you can find us on all your free podcasts and catchers. You can follow this podcast at Locked On MLB Pods on Twitter. Same handle for Instagram. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter. Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Well, if you're listening to this on the Locked On Twins feed, then you know who my guest is right now. Hey, where did your lower third go? Where'd that go? There it is. There it is. There it is. Ah, technology. It's Nash Walker. How you doing, Nash? I'm good, Sully. It's good to see you again. It's good to yeah. see. You. I think it was twice in a couple weeks. This is yeah, like I know, problem. I know. And we yeah. had a uh, we had a really good crossover with Jeff Ellis and Brandon Warren last week when the Twins and Guardians were at dead even and about ready to play 400 of their next 401 games against each other. It seems like on the it, it was mm-hmm. something ridiculous. Like eight out of the next 18 games are going to be head-to-head. And the for the match, the initial matchup, you couldn't ask for a better – I mean, look, maybe you could have as, yeah. a, as a fan. Yeah. But as an outsider, having it continue to be deadlocked and you had one, you had shutouts, you had bullpen meltdowns, you had slugfest going extra innings, it was a little something for the buffet for everybody. Well – one thing that wasn't on the buffet in the last meeting was a good old-fashioned butt-whipping. And ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> wow! Uh, the the Twins went into Cleveland and uh, put them right over. They took them to the woodshed. It was 11-1. to 1. Yeah. I mean, that was fun to watch, Sully. Uh, right out of the gate. And the Twins went down in order in the first and then just got going. Gary Sanchez hit a three-run shot, made it 3 yeah. nothing. 
They went up 9-0. They never looked back, and Sonny Gray was terrific in this game. Seven scoreless from Sonny. Twins needed it. Doubleheader tomorrow. They got mm -hmm. five games in four days, and they needed that length from Sonny Gray, and he gave it to him. He was tremendous tonight in the offense. We've seen the offense do this, and sometimes they score 10, sometimes they score none, and they look incompetent. But this just shows it's a very talented lineup that when they're all clicking together, uh, they can put up some crooked numbers. All right, I'm going to just say this one thing. This may be a nitpick on my part because um, far be it from me to criticize a team that faced a division rival and beat them 11-1 to 1 in their home park. But I did wonder, why bring in the reliever? Why bring in Cotton? Why don't you just have Gray finish the game so you have your entire bullpen rested and ready for tomorrow? But – I, that really is nitpicky because Cotton only threw 24, 25 pitches. So it's not like, you know, it's not like they blew his arm out. So, uh, and and I guess Gray has some injury issues he wouldn't want to mess with. But I did think, just have Gray finish and have everyone ready. Yeah, he went on the, he's been on the injured list twice already this year. So I think they're very careful with his workload. And he's just coming right. off a shortened start in the fourth inning. So I think they want to be careful. They really need him for the second half. If you take Sonny Gray away from this rotation, and they did for a while – it's right. just it's not even close to the same. And even with him, it's it's a middling rotation. You take Sonny Gray away from this rotation and you're gonna be in trouble. So I think they're very aware of that, especially in the, a nine-nothing game. But I, I get it because Cotton is a guy they they've gone to in the middle innings of close games. So now he'll be, I'm sure, unavailable for the doubleheader tomorrow. Yeah, I mean that was the only, you know, you would almost bring in someone you would normally bring in in a blowout. But yeah. you know, that being said, that's why we're doing a crossover. You know the team better than I do. Um, you take a look at the rotation they have right now. Um, <clears throat> Smeltzer pitched a great game the other day uh, against Cleveland. Was it against Cleveland? Yep. Yeah, I remember. Yep. Yes. And then, you know, Bundy's not been great, but Ryan and Archer have been fine. Mm -hmm. They've not, no, no one's been great. And, and, but they've, and Griffin Jacks has been weird, <laughs> you know, because mm -hmm. he's had, he lost two games out of the bullpen in the uh the series against cleveland but you know here we go i mean the thing let's just take a quick peek at this game that we went through today um sonny gray former new york yankee um two other former new york yankees had games uh gary sanchez was uh hit the big you mentioned he hit the big three-run home run uh in the what was it the second inning second yep i think it was the second <laughs> and second inning he drove in, he got, he went three for five altogether, driving in four runs. And Gio Urshela, remember him, Yankee fans? He went three for five with a pair of RBIs out of the third base hole. Um, Correa, uh, Gordon homered, Correa homered, doubled twice. Um, one of the, oddly, one of the only players to not really contribute offensively was Buxton. Buxton yeah. did not have a great game. But uh, Buxton right now, I think, is a walking example of why the batting average can be a misleading statistic. A casual glance, like, oh, he's batting 233. He's having a very good year. Well, his OPS is around 900, mm -hmm. and he seems to be able to triple at will these days. Um, he's, having, he's having one of the best 233 seasons you can have right now. All of and his hits are for extra bases. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and his speed and his defense. I mean, he's just a great weapon to have at the and Arias has been a great weapon as well. 
He's been tremendous. And he's a he's a absolutely surefire all-star in my book, even if he will make it, but I don't think he's gonna start in the all-star game. Right. Uh, he's been the team MVP, no question. For a team that's nine games above five hundred in first place in the central, Luis Arise has been the team MVP unquestionably to me. I'm gonna ask one of those intangible questions that the statistical crowd roll their eyes at. Uh, and because they say don't worry about the narrative, but I love the narrative. Of course. Do you think that the importing of Carlos Correa to this team, and Correa's having a fine season. He's not an MVP, but he's having a fine season. There's no getting around it. Do you think that, and I, and I, beginning of the year, I picked the Twins to be a wild card team. I thought they were going to, I thought they were a good team. I thought, that obviously, they were a very good team in 2019 and 2020. And in 2017, I thought last year was the fluke. Um, do you think looking up and seeing management making a move like that and saying, hey, last year was a fluke. Let's go for it. Let's go do this thing. When so many teams, including teams that contended last year, like Cincinnati, like the Chicago Cubs, who are in first place at this point in the season last year, uh, just cut bait. And the Twins, of course, traded Barrios last year. There's a no, 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 that's the fluke part of it. We're going for it this year, and we believe in you. Do you think that just knowing that management was behind them may have given the team a little bit of a boost moving forward? Well, let's go back four months right now. We're in the heart of the lockout, and I'm sitting here recording five days a week, not here in Palm Springs, but in, in Columbia, Missouri, and Minnesota, wherever I was, recording five days a week. And the big question was, are, is this team, are they going to try after the lockout? They had only signed Dylan Bundy. That was their only move pre-lockout. Right. Signing right. Dylan Bundy. So any you know, any team can sign Dylan Bundy, right? Anybody of not I, I almost defender. did. I almost did yeah, sign the lockdown MLB. Signed. Yeah. Yeah. We almost signed. The twins were needing Sully to pitch. The rotation was so barren. So the question was the question was, are they going to make moves to compete? They didn't have a shortstop. They didn't have a rotation. And as soon as they came out of the lockout, they trade for Sonny Gray, they signed Carlos Correa, and they answered those questions. And I think they answered them in, a, in an emphatic way. And yes, I think you're right on, right on the money. I think the team, every day in spring training, there were quotes out of spring training, like, I'm excited to wake up and see what we do next, because they were unquestionably the most active team post-lockout with all the trades, the signings, the move. To, every single day, there was something new. And I think there was a resurgence. I will also say... There's nothing concrete. We don't know anything concrete, but there's been murmurings and rumors that maybe switching Donaldson for Correa off the field was a good thing for this team. And I think Correa has fit in really nicely with an infield that is primarily Spanish speaking. And I think he fits in really, really well on this roster. It's still very much a roster that is should be in a win now mode with Jorge Polanco and, and you know Miguel Sano a little bit, but Max Kepler and Joe Ryan, who pitched wonderfully down the stretch last year. So this this is a lineup and a, a group that should be competing. They just needed that supplementation. And I do think that it it elevated everybody else to see, oh, my God, we went and got Carlos Correa. That's insane. We got Carlos Correa. It's probably a one-year deal. We got Carlos Correa, and I, I think it elevated the team. I think you're right. Yeah, and I think in, you know, in so many ways, it's like saying, hey, look at folks. Let's, you know, this is a year we're going to go for it. Yep. We're going to try to create some memories this year. We're not going to be a rebuilding team. We're they going could to have make easily. this. this and, and, and they almost, you know, when you consider the lousy year they had last year, they almost would have been, it, they almost would have been justified. 
But they understand that part of what they're doing, part of a baseball team's job, is to create great memories. And ideally, you know, try to get a ring. And if you want to make great memories and get a ring, you should go to BlueNile.com. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment and find jewelry as unique as the one you love with modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Look, if you're looking for fine jewelry, but you're having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts, say that three times fast, on hand 24-7. Available via phone or chat. I figure chat is probably the one you go to at 3.30 in the morning, but who knows? Give them a try and help find that memorable gift at any budget, even the twins' budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On MLB listeners will get $50 off of purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings. So use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON. Plus, every order is insured, ships for free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Make it BlueNile.com. Now, look, at we're talking a little bit about how the team sort of fixed so much of the of the team right out of the gate after the lockout. And they saw there were things they needed to do. And what they did, in so many ways, they knew they needed to make repairs. They knew they needed to pop the hood and make the repairs for the team. And if you got to pop your hood, you should go to Rock Auto. Rock Auto. <laughs> makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure almost pointless and seemingly intimidating questions and wait for the person behind the counter to order the parts of the computer? Choosing just the brands they always choose. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts you'll ever need. Or rockauto.com. 10 out of 10. Okay, now look at, I think the Twins, one of the things that really helped the Twins this year, I think, is the fact they've remained healthy. And if you're looking to improve your health, no, no. no, I've done my last. (laughs) No, not three in a row. No, no, no. no, I've done my last ambush ad read right there. Hold on. I'm going to grab a built bar to give myself a little bit of added boost there. Oh God! If I if this keeps up, I'm gonna have to look for a job through LinkedIn. Um, oh man! I okay. We're not gonna talk athletic greens right now. No. Although the the athletics wearing their green lost to the Yankees. Did um, they? Oh, Donaldson. Yeah, they did. I saw Donaldson a big. Yeah, game. Donaldson homered. Yeah. Uh, uh, I had a friend of mine. My friend Regina took her daughters. She they're at Yankee Stadium. Native New Yorker was there, so she was not rooting for the A's, and um, and she texted me. Saying, "Oh, the A's are up five to two. I said, "That's called a head start." Yeah. In final score, in pure Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Dolly Parton style, the final score was nine to five. Yes, yes, I'm going to make as many outdated references as I possibly can. That went right over Nash Walker's head. Like, Who? <laughs> there was a famous movie in the '80s called Nine to Five. It starred Dolly Parton and. Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin. Okay. Was a huge I've heard some name. of the names. Heard some okay, of the names. good yeah. lord, I'm yeah. so old. <laughs> I'm so old. I'm so old 
that I remember when the Minnesota Twins were winning World Series titles. Yes, I don't. So I want to see it. I want to see it because I have yeah. not seen it. Yeah, they they won the strangest World Series ever told, which was the 1987 World Series. Weirdest World Series in the history of baseball. I'll, I'll say it. And they won the greatest World Series. In fact, if you follow me on Twitter, at Sully Baseball, my picture I have as my banner on my Twitter page is of Dan Gladden and Greg Olson at home plate. And that was from the 91 World Series. And the reason that's there is I'm not from Minnesota. I've never set foot in the state of Minnesota. I'm not from Atlanta. But that's my favorite World Series of all time. And it's the greatest World Series I ever saw and that I ever experienced personally. Uh, and and the fact that I didn't have a dog in the fight made it even better for me. But this is a Twins team. Let's not discount anything this year. This is a Twins team that it, they're put. They're getting their act together, and they are trying to put a little bit of distance between themselves and Cleveland. So let's talk about how they're doing against the Guardians, who a couple of weeks ago looked unstoppable. Then they faced the Red Sox, and now they're on a slide. And it's bizarre that they're tied in the loss column right now. But they're the Twins have six more wins than them. How do you think they're matching up? And with the Guardians in the middle of a five-game losing streak, um, how are you feeling about things moving forward? I don't want to discredit the Guardians because I think they have been better than I expected them to be this year. And even a week ago, I said, I think this is you know a good Guardians team. However, they, they have, with runners on base, have hit much better than just their overall line. And that's you've seen that over the last couple of weeks. And that's something that usually evens out over a full season. I don't think this offense is a great offense. I think they're probably a league average offense. They can always pitch. They always pitch. But I think the Twins have a much better lineup than Cleveland, and Cleveland does have better pitching. The thing is, the Twins can overwhelm with their lineup sometimes, and they've done that to Cleveland in recent years. They do it to Detroit. They do it to Kansas City, not as much as we'd like as Twins fans, but they can overwhelm, and that's what they did tonight. So I think when they, obviously, when they scored 11 runs in a game, I like the matchup, but I like when the Twins play Cleveland because I feel that I'd rather have the Twins with their strength being their offense. It's been their strength for four years now. It's their offense. And in the shortened 2020 season, they actually pitch better than they hit. I still see it as the offense is their strength. I, I would rather the Twins face a team with a very good staff and, and sus, a suspect lineup than a great lineup and a suspect staff because they can beat good pitchers. They've done it all year. They whooped Kevin Gaussman. They whooped Nestor Cortez. They whooped Garrett Cole. They got on Tristan McKenzie twice. They smacked him around today. They can get on good pitchers. And with their staff, I think it benefits them to face maybe a weaker lineup. So I always think that they match up well with Cleveland. The White Sox actually, from a matchup standpoint coming into the year, I thought was worse because, first of all, they're a better team, but their lineup is better than Cleveland, and I think it's harder to get outs against the White Sox than it is against Cleveland. So I think they match up really well with the Guardians, um, and I think they've matched up well. Even at Target Field, they scored a bunch of runs. They just blew those games. You know, they blew two of the three games and scored one run in the finale and one. That's baseball. And then today scored a bunch. So they've been they've been getting it done, and they won two out of three against the Guardians earlier this year at Target Field. So you hope they can take three out of five here in this, uh, this weird five-game series. But you're right. Cleveland has six more games on the Twins. They have six games in hand on the Twins. And I don't know right. if people view that as a positive 
positive or a negative, but it's going to be a strain on their pitching staff. Yeah, I, I think of it as a negative. Yeah. Uh, just because it's it's those are games they have to make up, even if they split them, you know, it's it's all of a sudden it's it it goes totally against their column. You know, I I I really think the Guardians, if they raised their payroll to mediocre, I mean their payroll is that of a team that's tanking. Mm-hmm. They're when they're list they're down there with the Marlins, the Pirates, the Orioles, the teams that aren't even putting a major league product on the field. And Cleveland, who I've pointed out in the in the roundtable, I'll bring this up again, the city of Syracuse, New York, has had an NBA champion more recently than the city of Cleveland has had a World Series champion. Mm. Brooklyn's had a World Series champion more recently than the city of Cleveland has. Only wow. one team in the wildcard era, only one franchise in the wildcard era, has lost Game 7 of the World Series in extra innings. And it was Cleveland, and they did it twice. Wow. The Indians didn't even win the World Series in the major league movies. Those were fiction. <laughs> There's so much they could just get off the schneid with this franchise if they put a mediocre lineup on the field. And we saw what happened with Atlanta. I know I'm repeating some of the stuff I said in the roundtable the other day, but we saw what happened with Atlanta last year when they made the moves to make sure that even though they had injuries, there was a major leaguer at every position. And you could catch fire. There's a possibility of catching fire with a Rosario, uh, a Peterson, and a Soler, like all three of them did in the postseason. They wound up winning the World Series. Now, there, I, I don't understand why Cleveland doesn't invest in their lineup more than they have. You it signed two no bats. They signed two, like, just – decent corner out like jock peterson or like yeah. eddie rosario and they did sign eddie last year and he was terrible for them and they traded right. him to atlanta yeah. but just competent bats they would be so much better i agree and of course when we get past when we get to the trade deadline you know there's going to be again this is when we'll get to the whole concept of a pennant race in the final segment of this show there's gonna be so many teams that are going to be throwing all the bodies overboard that you could probably get a competent couple of competent bats down the stretch for Cleveland. But the biggest problem for me with that scenario is they have so many head-to-head games with Minnesota right now mm-hmm. that these are the games you can't make up later. When you've got those six games you got to make up, you have all these head-to-head matchups. These games are more important, especially if Chicago doesn't get off the mat. If you're Cleveland and you're trying – to scrape your way to a division title and hope that your pitching staff will carry the day in October, then these games against Minnesota have to be looked upon as critical. And you almost had to treat this as the trade deadline being last week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. You you, you try to tell me that Texas, or actually Texas isn't that bad this year, or Baltimore, like if you, you know, Trey Mancini. Let's take Trey Mancini right now. Great, great. Perfect, perfect trade chip who would be, again, not an MVP, but a real productive hitter. And there's also the domino effect of what happens. It could improve the hitter before and afterwards if you have a competent bat in there. We see what happened with the the signing of Carlos Correa that maybe – you remove a curmudgeon like Donaldson from the infield and you put in a, a World Series champion with all the baggage that that had in Carlos Correa. <laughs> um, 
I have to say that legally. <laughs> um, then, you know, then you do it. And yeah. I think that the fact that they went into these these series without a reinforced pitching staff, they're never going to have a stretch like this against Minnesota the rest of the season. And I think this really bodes well for the Twins, especially get, getting through the end of this week. It's not saying the rest of the schedule will be easy, but if they win this series – they what they have five games. Let's say they take three out of the five. Yep. They split the next four. That's all you could really ask for in so many ways. And you would come out basically having uh, broken even in this big series and moving forward without as many head to head games. That's got to be a win for the Twins. Absolutely is. Yep. Totally agree. All right. Well, there you go. I guess that's. Uh... <laughs> No, you're spitting facts, Sully. I agree. It's eight games. I also, on the flip side of that, is if the Twins take four out of five, you know, they're taking game one and they take four out of five. I'm not going to say Barry in June, but you can kind of start, as you said, distance yourself. And I think we are going to get to that, but you can distance yourself in this division from both teams. Well, there's, I mean, look, they've got these five games against Cleveland. Then they have they come back home. They play Baltimore now. Before you write circle Baltimore as a guaranteed victory, okay? Baltimore's been having a nice time catching teams with their pants down. Yeah. And one thing, the Orioles are not your 100 loss Orioles. And I've mentioned this before. They have a very good bullpen. You are not the chances of you rallying late against Baltimore are pretty low. So. Again, in the last couple of years, you see BAL on the schedule. It's like, well, that's the two, two out of three lock. At, at, yeah. yeah, it's lock and a chance to sweep. But the interesting series is going to come after. It's not as interesting, obviously, as head-to-head with Cleveland uh, this week. But after Baltimore, we're going to be going into the 4th of July against Chicago. Oh, I can't wait. And this could be the last potential hope for Chicago. And I do want to talk about that and what this means, the the flopping of Chicago. But let me tell you something. If the Twins beat up on Cleveland and they find their way to topple Chicago, then the Twins, I think, are just a surefire bet to win the American League Central. If you're going to make any bets, go to betonline.net. It's your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's well, no longer the Sears Stanley Cup Finals. I'm going to put a lot of money on Colorado. I bet they're going to win that. <laughs> it's just baseball now, folks. Yep. Unless you're going to the track or betting on water skiing. And I bet bet, bet Online has your best water skiing props and odds. It's a continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net. Remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net, fastest and easy way to check in on all your favorite sports, events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. Like a little wink I threw in there at the end? So Not sure, not sure what that meant. It was special. Sure. <laughs> all right. Um, taking a quick peek at the standings. Um, obviously the Yankees are on pace to win 400 games. Unbelievable team. How about that team? Just unbelievable. Nobody saw this coming. Nobody saw this coming. Unreal. Uh, Boston decided not to send all their players to, to 
Toronto because some mm. people are stupid. Yep. I'll say it. Uh, send your hate mail to at Sully Baseball. I am, I'm only firing facts at you. But Boston sure looks like a playoff team. And as I said on one previous show, Boston, Tampa Bay, and Toronto fans shouldn't be thinking about the Yankees. Just don't think about the Yankees. The Yankees have it's the over. division locked. It's You're over. not going to get them. Yep. So focus on the AL Central and make sure your team is better than Minnesota or Cleveland. Because yep. then you're going to be one of the wild card teams. Because Houston's going to win that too. What's Texas going to surprise everyone? No, the I think it's, it's. I don't mean to interrupt, but it's diced Go up. Ahead. It's diced up exactly before the season. I said, okay, here's how the Twins are going to get into a wild card spot, assuming that the White Sox are going to win this division, which mm-hmm. they still could. Here's how the Twins are going to get a wild card spot. They need to beat out the fourth best team in the AL East and the Angels or the Mariners. <laughs> that was my yeah. thought. And I went into this year thinking the Mariners were going to be very good. As did and I. I also did not think the Yankees nor the Red Sox had the pitching staff to contend. And, boy, the Yankees are – I am wearing an entire omelet on my face. And I'm also wearing egg on my face. The Red Sox pitching staff has been a hell of a lot better than I thought they were going to they be. They picked it up. I thought they were done and cooked. I wrote that Nathan Uvalde was a great uh, trade target for the Twins. That was back in, you know, late May. I was like, it's over. Mid-May, they, mid-May, they were the second-worst team in the American League in mid-May. And yep. since then, they have the best record in baseball. Amazing. Uh, actually, now – so the Yankees are now had the best record in baseball since then now because they – Red Sox lost to New York one. Those the three two, in the middle of that order are just incredible. Just incredible. But a couple of things have really soured the excitement of the American League pennant race this year. And that was the fact that Seattle stinks. Yep. And this they pushed their chips to the center of the table to break, especially after winning 90 games this last year and contending until the final weekend of the season. And they're like, okay, we're finally going to get into the post. They even expanded the postseason to try to get the Mariners off the schneid. And, you know, Scott Service, you know, he got suspended. And we'll talk about the suspensions and everything in, in tomorrow's podcast. But, uh, you know, the fact that the Mariners stink and the fact that the White Sox are, I don't want to say they stink, but they're incredibly disappointing. Um, that's really thrown a wrench into any excitement in the American League. And I really think the only excitement in the American League, is going to come out of who's going to come out of the Central. Yeah, the Angels, too. I mean, it looked like early on, the Angels always, and every year they get me, and they get so many people early on. They look so good, and, you know, Syndergaard's pitching well, and Shohei, and Trout, and everything, Rendon's playing fine, like, finally healthy and performing for them. And I, I was sucked into it, and um, sometimes you just need to follow. It's Baseball's not as sticky as we think. But sometimes you do need to follow and just look at the look at the past and look at what happens to the Angels legitimately every season. The Mariners, I thought they were going to be good. I agree. And then you look at their you know one run record last year, and you look at their Pythag and all those things, and you wondered how legitimate was it. And they are their offense is very disappointing, um, and they're blowing games too. So it's yeah, I agree. The West is done. The East is wrapped up. That's over. And I think, yes, the drama in the American League will come. Who wins the Central? And then the second-place team, whether it's the Sox, Cleveland, or the Twins, how close did they come to the fourth-best team in the American League East? I don't know who the fourth-best team is. I, I think, well, you, I think it could it be Tampa. It could be Tampa. If, when Tampa gets healthy, though, that rotation is super good with McClanahan and, and Rasmussen and, and Glassnell maybe in the second half. We'll see. There's too much talent in Tampa. Yeah. There's too much talent. I mean – I think the Reds. I think two or three games are going to separate Boston, Tampa, and yep. Toronto by the end of the year. 
and they just have to make sure those are two or three games better than Cleveland and Minnesota. Uh, you know, the White Sox not contending this year. First of all, I'm sorry. I mean, I know it's very sensitive what to do with the late Tony Larusa, but um, <laughs> Hall of Fame manager, great, you know, like a, you know, great career. Yeah, not to discredit he, his legacy. No, he's he's a deserving Hall of Fame manager who hadn't managed. He had the greatest ending to his career. Game seven of the World Series in 2011, one of the great World Series ever played was that year. At least one of the great games was the game before. Startling World Series championship right off into the sunset, a la John Madden and don't ever come back. Instead, he spoiled his his great finale. Yeah, they won the division last year. But, I mean, there's no excuse for this team, especially with the season that Dylan Cease is having, that they're – that they're not really, cont- I mean, that they're this far back. Now, to be fair, they're really only four games back in the loss column. And what we saw, we were saying the same thing about the Braves at this point last year. So is it possible for Chicago to get together and win and put together a good season? Of course, but that's what brings up that series between Minnesota and ba- after the Baltimore series, when the Twins take on the White Sox, they could really put their foot on the White Sox throat and not and have them go into basically the all-star break thinking yeah we're We're done done. we're done well it makes me think of last year the twins so similar right expected to at least be a co-favorite in the central with the White Sox last year I think the twins were four or five games back which right now the White Sox are five and a half games back and if they lose or six games if they lose tonight it's six and a half very similar spot and I remember the twins went to Chicago I think it was earlier on and we were thinking, and I was thinking, like, okay, this is it. If they don't, if they don't win two out of three at least, or they need a sweep, like essentially they needed to sweep this series, they got swept. And that was to me, it was over. Oh, I remember that. And, yeah. Yep. And July 1st, the White Sox, NBC White Sox tweeted a grave that said, Minnesota Twins, season over. And it was the grave of the team on July 1st. And the season was over because they went to Chicago and they couldn't win. They were buried. They were buried like a dead body. And the twins can do that to Cleveland, I think, and Chicago, especially Chicago, since Chicago is, you know, maybe six and a half games back after tonight. If you sweep them and you put them nine and a half, 10 games back going into the all-star break, they're going to be thinking, um, we don't have – I mean, we have reinforcements. Eloy's coming back, and they got some other guys on the injured list that are coming back, but it just feels like you're so far behind at that point. And I really think – look, at, I think that this experiment to bring Larusa back to the team, um, I think is it's not working. And no. there are some really fine managers, both experienced. I think Joe Madden was in a terrible situation in Anaheim. I, I think the Mariners should bring Joe Madden in. Um, I think that that management is just, you know, is completely unstable and he just was not in a good situation there. He, you know, he didn't just go from hall of fame manager to idiot, you know, right. that there's, there's other things were going on there. Uh, but also I think that there's a way the white Sox can do it. That would not be humiliating to LaRusso. You could have him be like, you're promoting him to, you know, the vice president of beans and Franks and Franks and beans or some title <laughs> that you can give there. And he can say, Oh, do you know what the strains of this is? Cause he's what, he's an 80 something year old yeah. man. Yeah. He's you know, he can man. say, do you know what the, the day to day, blah, 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 dee, 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 do, 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 do. I'm looking forward to still being part of the organization. Da, 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 da. And I'll then leave after having, the season. Yeah. Yep. 
No, leave now. Oh, or leave now and be done. No, leave now. No, yeah. I think absolutely. Oh, I'm saying leave the organization after the season. Yeah, leave the organization, after, but still yeah. be part of the organization right, right. Uh, for the rest of the year. Yes. You make a, and, it, and it, no one would be, he would not lose face because you mm-hmm. could say, like, oh, look, at, I'm an 80 something year old man. The rigors of this is get, taking my toll, but I'm still going to be part of the team. And we're handing the reins over to blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, I, I'm always I mean, do the drinking game. There's a couple of people who do the drinking game every time I bring up Bruce Bochy's lieutenants, you know, whether it's Hensley Mullins or Roberto Kelly or someone, you know, get someone else on the team that may that may take some of the pressure off of the team and they may, you know, play well and make up those five games. But I hope it doesn't uh, happen. I hope oh, I know you, you hope it doesn't, doesn't happen. happen. <laughs> I, as someone who is look at, and I have nothing against the Minnesota Twins. I'd love yeah. to see them do well, but I also want to see I want to have a, you know, I I don't want to have an entire September of lockdown MLBs where well, we all know who's gonna be in the playoffs. So let's <laughs> yeah, talk true. about the best hacks ever worn. <laughs> remember how true. remember how tough it was coming up with podcast yep, ideas COVID. during the lockout? And the lockout and COVID, you were doing it too. Lock in COVID. Yeah. Good lord. Trying to be yep. oh, let's see who's the Best third baseman named Brad. Let's line him up, shall we? Yep, we did it. I did it too. We had to. We had no choice. I don't want a September like that. I no. want a September where we're every day. I hear you. you know, I know you don't. You want the Twins yeah. to win by 15 games and line up their rotation. Okay. Short of a World Series title, what would be a success for the Twins this year? Uh, I think winning one playoff series, and that's a wild card series, most likely. Winning mm-hmm. a wild card series. And then competitive ALDS against Houston or New York, where you're pushing it to game four or game five. That would, to me, would be after last year, a success that you can build on. Yeah. And of course, whichever team is going there. I mean, Correa versus the Astros, oh. or the Twins rematch against the Yankees. I mean, what, be which one? Tremendous. I was hoping you'd give me a little more than that as I had a cough there. I was oh, hoping you, give me, yeah. you gave me one word. I said, okay, I'll throw it no. Nash's way. I got to hit the <laughs> cough button there. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden you turned into a, a monosyllabic. This is, no, this is what I dream of, so yeah. My literal dream at night is like a, the diehard Twins. I'm the big, I think I'm the biggest Twins fan in the world. I follow this team religiously. Every second of the day, I'm thinking about the Twins. My thought is my dream is beating the Yankees in a series at Target Field and slaying the dragon finally this year, it gives me the chills to think about that possibility because that is the that is the goal. <laughs> yes, it's to win playoff games. Yes, it's to win playoff series. Beating the effing Yankees in, the, in October at home would be so special. And even if that didn't lead to, you know, even an ALCS or World Series appearance, it would, you know, ultimately probably lead to at least an ALCS appearance. That would be such a win. They could get swept in the ALCS. If you beat the Yankees in the ALDS – and you you move on and you eliminate them, this team, that would be like to me, I would just smile the rest of the winter. I'd be like, that was that was an unbelievable, unbelievable moment. We got swept in the LCS by Houston, but we beat the freaking Yankees, and I'd be fine with that. So it's crazy to say because a lot of people just think a World Series or bust, which I get, and it's true probably for the Yankees this year. But beating the Yankees would be in just one game would be special, but winning a series would be incredible. Was well, a native New Englander who saw the Red Sox beat the Yankees in 2004. Yes. Eliminate them in postseason 2018 and last year. I can attest. Yep. It's pretty. It's pretty I'm, cool. I'm excited, especially for this pretty group. Cool. Man. After cool. all these losses. Cool yeah. After all everything. I think you're right. You, you said it last time. 
the futility will lead to a greater appreciation for when oh, yeah. they do finally win. And I'm excited yeah. for that. It'll be a story. Yeah. It'll be a story when it happens. It's going to happen in my lifetime. I mean, shit, it's got to happen. Hey, watch your language. <laughs> Try to sell some built bars I'm here. I'm sorry. Sell some built bars. <laughs> I'll bleep that out in the audience. Yeah, bleep it out. Bleep it out. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, you know, if Correa only stays the one year and the, and the Twins win a title, Correa will be part of that proud tradition along with players like Jack Morris mm-hmm. and Padre Rodriguez of sign with the team for one year, deliver a World Series title, win postseason MVPs, and say toodaloo. Yep. And, uh, or who, who was a Kawhi Leonard did the same thing with the Toronto Raptors. Yep. You know, not that I normally cover other teams, but hey, hey, Nash, um, I'm really glad that we got you on. We were Me trying too. to get you on last week. Uh, some scheduling things had us have bring in Brandon, uh, uh, Warren, Warren, Brandon Warren. I almost yep. called him. I almost called him Brandon Barnes. <laughs> yes, Brandon, Brandon Warren, my partner. Locked on yes. Twins postcast. Yes, yes. And uh, so, tell people where they can find you and listen. Yeah, to you. at Nash Walker Nine on Twitter. Uh, Brandon and I on Locked On Sports Minnesota. We postcast just about every game for ten minutes, and then Locked On Twins wherever you get your podcast. And I prefer you know you can watch on YouTube. I like that. But uh, yeah. wherever you get your podcast for Lockdown Twins and for Lockdown Sports Minnesota, we got a lot going on right now. Thank God the Twins are good. If the Twins were bad, it, it was hard last year. Uh, but I'm, I'm very grateful the Twins are good. And there are so many storylines with this team, which has made it uh, very entertaining. Okay, let me just ask one last thing here, okay? Yep. Um, actually, I'm going to bring up two, two last things. Can't hear you. The man is trying to stop me. <laughs> Minnesota has been in a underrated championship slump. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's take the four major franchises of sports. NBA, Minnesota Timberwolves. Woo! NFL, the Vikings. Mm. The Wild in hockey. The Twins in Minnesota with the in baseball. Of those four teams, which do you think Minnesota fans want to see win the most? Vikings, no question. It's a football town. The Vikings winning it all. But with this, with Minneapolis, I think when the Twins are good, there's nothing like it. When the Twins are good, like they were in 19, and there was just, it was a loaded ballpark in the second half. It was so fun at Target Field when they won 101 games. The, you know, game three of the ALDS was a full house against the Yankees. I was there. It was an incredible, the best atmosphere I've ever been a part of at Target Field. So when the Twins are good, it's not like they're anti baseball. They'll no. come together and they love baseball. And they, I mean, you watched in 87 to 91. I watch, I'm like, I'm blown away by the support for the Twins because I haven't seen that very much. And, and that's because they, they haven't had a bunch of good teams that have won in the, in the postseason like those teams did. Um, so the Vikings for sure. And then I would say the Twins are a, a close second. All right. Well, hey, look, at, it's so great having you on, Nash Walker. Um, by the way, thanks so much for making Locked On MLB your first listen every day. Now, Make your second listen be Locked on Twins, of course, because this is a crossover. What about your third listen? Have that be Locked on and they'll be prospects. Friend of the podcast and host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia. He and is. he's going deep into the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and wherever you get your podcasts. And, hey, you could follow this podcast at Locked on and they'll be pod. Same handle for Instagram. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Bleeping out the profanity. 
<laughs> can't those, believe it. Those vicious Minnesotans. <laughs> so profane. We're nasty. We're nasty. Yeah. This native New Englander just can't deal with your language. This has been a Locked On MLB, Locked On Twins crossover for the 27th day of June 2022. He's Nash Walker. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. Thanks, Sully.